Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another GDT Wednesday. Actually, this week, we are recording this episode on December 7th, the day after the GDT auction happened. And with me, per usual, Mr. John Spainhauer. John, how are we doing today? So well, Cody, and uh, excited to be here. Good, good. Well, this GDT, uh, not a whole lot of fireworks either way for this one. It was kind of steady as it goes. You know, Cody, this was uh, 0.6 higher today, or, or, or yesterday, excuse me. It was 0.6 higher on the composite. That's the good news. It is also, though, the second higher auction in a row. Prior to that, we had three negative auctions. So now we have two positive auctions. So building some momentum, if you will, to the higher side, yet still pretty boring overall, coming in at just 0.6% higher. I think a big, uh, a couple of the things that folks that I talked to yesterday were kind of looking at is uh, butter down almost 2%, down 1.9%, and our butter price still staying at $2.90 on the CME, kind of steady Eddie, um, even with butter on the, on the GDT down yesterday. Is, is there a big caveat? To that, do you think, or is it just kind of getting towards the end of the year and things are really just starting to slow the pace right now? Well, if we look at the regional butter prices, the U.S. is at two ninety, the EU two fifty three, and New Zealand roughly two fourteen in there. That is uh, a pretty big price discrepancy from a regional perspective. But I think it's just important to remember that we export a heck of a lot of nonfat. We export a good amount of cheese. We just don't export that much butter. We're just not that dependent on it. So um, does the international price make a difference? The answer is yes. But at times the U.S. butter market is just in its own island. It's going to have its own supply demand functions, if you will. And it's just not going to be as heavily influenced by the international price as non-fat and cheese will be. As we go to the non-fat and cheese side, though, you know, we're a little bit maybe of a positive sign coming out of the GDT. Europe has really led the the market lower on non-fat skim. And as it stands right now, we came into the auction. And as far as I know, things haven't really changed. Europe went all the way down to $1.30. And that, that's going to vary just a little bit depending on the exchange rate. I will uh, warn people that when they're trying to do this, the exchange rate against the euro currency is just moving all over so it's hard to really pin that one down, but we'll call it roughly a buck thirty. The U.S. came in at a dollar thirty-six, roughly, and New Zealand came in at a dollar thirty-nine. So with Europe coming so far low, much lower, it, it kind of led to the idea that the GDT was going to be lower, and that was going to lead the U.S. a little bit lower again. Quite the opposite happened here. New Zealand skim popped up to a dollar forty-one. And, as, and then the U.S. is $1.37. So I think we're finding some bottoming action here in the nonfat world. Uh, and I don't think that's too much of a surprise, to be honest with you. If we look at all of the products in the dairy complex, we can say that cheese probably, we'll get to it, probably has some room to go down. Butter definitely has some room to go down, I do believe. The nonfat you know, here and in the rest of the world, the nonfat skim milk complex has already made such a significant move lower. So it makes sense to me that we'd be finding some bottoming action here. 
you kind of feel the same way? Uh, you had mentioned cheese a little bit. Uh, cheddar up 1.8%. Do you feel kind of the bottoming coming in for the GDT to round out the end of the year with cheddar also? Uh, or is there still a little bit of a, maybe a little bit of a pullback ahead of us here? Well, and I know that's kind of hard to say. That's a, uh, you know, just a, a big question in general. But yeah, let's start with what we know. The U.S. right now is 202, right, on average. New Zealand is about 219, and Europe is 235. So if we just look right there, we can say we're in the ballpark of being able to export. My sense is, though, that the, we're at the levels that we're at because of export deals that have already been made. And that is keeping the U.S. market relatively tight, as well as pretty good cheese demand on our own domestic market. But you start to get the sense, though, that the cheese market internationally is probably feeling just a little bit top heavy at the moment. And if it is nice to see that the GDT was able to bounce higher yesterday, um, if we look at whole milk powder, though, it's $1.54. It was up 0.1%. And the reason why I think it's important to look at whole milk powder is we've talked about it before here. If we look at the synthetic whole milk powder composition right now, it's about $400 premium to whole milk powder. And what that, if we, and then I go back to what is synthetic whole milk powder, I'll say that it is skim, butter, and lactose. You know, you put that into a percentage and you try to recreate the value of whole milk powder. Um, my guess, though, is, is that you can easily do that to a cheese translation as well. And right now, I would suggest that if this whole milk powder doesn't pick up some demand, you're going to see Fonterra, uh, i.e. New Zealand, start to make more cheese and start looking for a home for cheese. Because as of right now, that would be a better return for them than making whole milk powder. So I do think that the international market, if we don't find a bid in whole milk powder, it's going to drag the entire cheese market down. But for right now, look, here we are at the end of the year. After all of this, we're at 201 cheese here in the U.S. going into the very end of the year. And, and Europe, again, still at 235. So as of right now, the, the overall international cheese market is pretty healthy and all somewhat in the same price range. Nonfat, like I said, it's already felt the the effects of less demand and more milk, if you will, and has already taken the brunt of the the pain that I think that that complex is going to take. And then you get over to that butter market and it's just all over the place, right? I mean, from a regional perspective, but uh, my sense is, is as we get through the holidays here um, and get out of this holiday demand, we see that butter market here in the U.S. start to pull back. I guess having it be in kind of a more slower, uh, not as big a fireworks GDT yesterday, John, is there anything, any lasting remarks that kind of stood out in your mind that you might have saw more intricate to this global dairy trade that maybe we missed on, on hitting on this episode? You know, something that, that we start had our eye on last, the last auction, and if you remember correctly, Cody, you were not here. I um, do remember. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we had our eye on the 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 fact that you know China is starting to show some signs of loosening their covid restrictions and that in itself where I think the world not just the dairy world but the whole world is a really hoping for the Chinese populace that that is the case but if we look at it from a demand structure 
Um, I think the world has its eye on, oh my gosh, what happens if China suddenly comes back to the market? And I think we saw a little bit of signs of that happening, I guess, on the last GDT. Not much, but a little bit. But it looks like the Chinese did show up on this auction a little bit more aggressively than we've seen in the past. So that that's a good sign where we are starting to see them pop back up, but it's still nothing compared to what we've seen in the past. And then I, I really want to just go back to something that we pointed out on the last uh, auction. And that is, you know, we, we've, when we stand back and look at it, not just from a, a year over year auction to auction, comparison and look at it from a year-to-date perspective, you can look at it and see so far this year, Chinese uh, or North Asian GDT purchases through the first 23 events were down almost 23%. So it's it's good to see the Chinese come back. We would think, hey, they've got some, uh, you know, there's maybe a lot of buying that they need to do, but I would make the argument to you that we have to have them come back. Um, in a big way, because and if we don't, then we're probably looking at an environment with less demand. And the reason that's so important is that right now, New Zealand milk production really, you know, still a little bit under the weather down there. No, <laughs> no pun intended. But as you get over to the U.S. right now, we saw our milk production. It had been up 1.6% and now it's 1.2%. Uh, we'll see if that number gets revised any, but nevertheless, U.S. milk production is growing. But really, the one to keep your eye on here is Europe. European milk production is doing pr- going on pretty strong right now. I mean, there's just no way around that. If we look at it from a weekly basis, France actually is still down 0.4, but Germany up 3.4 percent on a year-over-year basis. And again, they're not just doing. It's not just three, that it's 3.4% over last year. Uh, I don't have the exact figure in front of me, but on a chart, I can see here that we're actually over the 2020 numbers in Germany. So all of that, if you remember going back to last year, the conversation was less milk, less milk, less milk in Europe. Now there's suddenly more milk, more milk, more milk. UK up 3%. Um, Ireland up 7.5%. So I guess, you, and, and then again, you have to put it in the context of Oceania's down 3.4, right? But uh, I guess my overall attitude is, hey, look, we're, we've got a big number, uh, a, a big milk production number coming out of Europe right now. And, you know, if the, if the Kiwis don't have a, a big demand out of China, they're going to start taking that milk and looking for other geographic homes for it that to the export it to. And that might come at the cost of where you know, or where Europeans might take their milk. And so what we'll probably see is if we don't see the Chinese come back in here in a strong way, as we go into the beginning of the year, start to see, you know, world prices for everything pull back just a little bit. That's a good insight right there. Well, John, we appreciate you being with us for this uh, GDT Wednesday this time, looking back at the global dairy trade that we had yesterday. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We will be back with you towards the end of December in about two weeks. But until then, have a good one and everybody stay safe. We'll talk to you soon.